Put your arms out front, lean side to side. They gon' be on you when they see you hit that doggy ride. Ain't nobody hitting with my bro from on the side. He go by Bubba and he hit that dust like thunder. Okay, I ain't from Dallas, but I need town boogie. I show my moves on the everybody. Hello. Welcome into the inaugural D-Town Boogie Podcast. My name is Colin Dowling. I'm sitting here with two of my dear friends, David Hurd and Christian Urquhart. It's good to be here, Colin. Very, very happy. Very happy. This is crazy. It feels weird. We're doing a podcast, man. It's so vulnerable, but it's cool. We'll get better as we go along, get more comfortable for sure. So D-Town Boogie is a podcast um, well, the D-Town Boogie podcast is a part of D-Town Boogie, which is a blog that we just launched, www.dtownboogie.com. We launched it a couple weeks ago. We have a Twitter account at dtownboogie41. But essentially, we are just five college guys. A couple of us have graduated from college. Um, a couple of us are still in college um, that are really <clears throat> passionate about Dallas sports, and we want to talk about it and write about it, and we're pumped to be here. Um, so... Yeah, I'm I yeah, I just uh I wasn't sure about joining at first because like I just graduated and I'm like looking for job stuff right now, but I am so happy to be here and I've always loved just like listening to talk radio and podcasts became huge like a few years ago and I've just been hooked ever since and so it's a dream of mine and a dream of each of ours just like getting behind the mic and just, you know, talking about the things that we're super passionate about. Yeah, so David is from Dallas, actually, and Christian and I originally started the blog, and we named it D-Town Boogie because we're not from Dallas, but we're D-Town Boogie, and we've always been huge, passionate Dallas sports fans um, since we were little kids, um, and so Christian, are you pumped to be here? Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. Um, it's a really cool opportunity that we have. Um, it's kind of just like the age of technology has like, given us this opportunity to just kind of produce content. Um, I mean, we've talked around to some for show popular Dallas writers and they've just told us hey get in a room and start producing content so that's what we're trying to do um shout out Jonathan Charks yeah shout out Jonathan we had an email chain he told me to start making content here we are my first my first real thing on for the D-Town Boogie was just live tweeting a summer league game on our account and right when it was starting (laughs) yeah two followers and I that was what really got just me hooked because I just had all this freedom to just unleash unfiltered tweets about a game that doesn't matter and just that was it's awesome. really fun being a part of the media that everyone just likes to just throw shade on yeah that was awesome now we're up to 64 league. followers we've come so far yeah, all 64, to all 64 of you guys of listening it means a lot <laughs> all right well let's get on into it huh yeah so today's agenda there's some stuff going on with the maths we're going to talk about first and hopefully we get in some cowboys and some rangers things too um but we'll probably spend most of the time talking about the Mavs, I would assume. Um, there's a couple of just storylines going on on our way over here. <clears throat> We've learned that Yogi Farewell Farrell has signed with the Sacramento Kings two years. How much money, Christian, you know? It's a $6.2 million deal. And how much was the offer from Dallas that he originally backed out of? It's 5.3. Yeah, it was right around $5.3 million. Dang, good for him. I'm kind of happy for him. Yeah, let's talk about Yogi. For sure. Yogi's kind of the most fresh thing uh, that's going on right now. And mm-hmm. I, I for one, uh, my big take is that, like, Yogi was great, and he was kind of low expectation, great turnout, and that was awesome for the first season. But I think 
Ultimately, we Yogi had enough Mania. small guards where, you know, if one had to go and Yogi was, you know, trying to ask for more money, he started out as a G League call-up, mm-hmm. like the 2016-2017 season. Undrafted. Undrafted. So I think from that starting point, to get to where he is now, one, is just a huge success for him. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're happy for him as Mavs fans, but also, like – you know he's pretty ex- he was expendable by the end yeah you know that's kind of what i think too i freaking love yogi 2016 2017 yogi was like the whole yogi mania deal I'll was never like, forget that portland game yeah it was like one of the best times of my life that i can remember just because that was one of the only storylines um going on with the mavs that season and it, it was freaking awesome and yeah yogi, it was a bright spot yogi had those like games where he like went off for like 30 points one time mm-hmm. And all of that just kind of coming from, you know, where he did. Mm-hmm. I got super excited about it. And so we got to see him develop kind of. And that was one of the few, you know, like you mentioned, the few mm-hmm. little nuggets we had to hold on to as Mavs fans in the middle of a tanking season. And Yeah. And there's no way he could sustain what he was doing. It was just so fun to watch. It was like a shooting star. Nobody forgets when they saw their first shooting star. I'm never going to forget when I saw Yogi. <clears throat> run the floor like he was a vet and he just caught called it from the D League or G League or whatever. Yeah. The um we love Yogi and we know mm-hmm. the type of player Yogi is, but there is a lot of storylines here. Um especially starting with yesterday, I'm gonna play a clip of an interview he had after he had signed his alleged contract two year deal with the yeah. Mavs. Um and it's very just contradicting to what came out today on Sham's Twitter. It's kinda eerie. But here, now. here here it is, I'll play the clip of Fest. the city itself has embraced me and I've embraced the city and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else other than Dallas so that's the reason why I chose to go back there oh, oh. yikes so the words sad. wouldn't want to be anywhere else and then less than 24 hours later he's in Sacramento consider consider this bridge burned of all places Sacramento <laughs> yeah money talks dude <laughs> so I mean the two big things I honestly can't blame Yogi uh, our qualifying offer to him was $2.9 million, and then mm-hmm. we wanted to pay him almost $400,000 less and then not guarantee a second year of his deal. So yeah. I was honestly very surprised when he agreed to the contract in the first place. Um, but And he was also going to be playing out of position as a backup shooting guard. That's not um, his normal position. So Yeah, I think that defensively he maybe would have been liability. It's not very long. Uh, I don't know how he would have dealt with some of those more long athletic wings that are coming to the league with him playing the two. But uh, so maybe who do you think we can go out and get to replace him? That that's kind of long. I have a couple ideas, but what do y'all think? I think uh, I think the the biggest replacement is going to be Jalen Brunson. I think for him, mm. uh, you know, coming out right at the very beginning of the first of at right at the very beginning of the second round. Who also just got four years. Yeah, we just signed him big time for four years, mm-hmm. and I think he could really. You know, we we're paying him like a late first rounder, and I think that's what our expectations are. And uh, I think he's gonna be. I think he's been really good. He had a really, he had a few really good flashes in summer league where he was just really throwing some big dimes and. Yeah. See, I mean, honestly, I believe this is gonna hurt the Mavericks this year. Um, I think we our bench has taken a hit, For an sure. unexpected hit. Yeah. I believe we thought we were gonna be sitting this this point this year with Yogi, Seth, and 
Dougie McBuckets, and yeah. we're down all three. I was so confident um, about landing those guys. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be down all three. Our bench is gonna be lacking scoring. Um, Miss you, McBuckets. Come back into my life, man. <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting just to see what they do because if Jalen Brunson needs to play big minutes, I think we're in trouble because he had a rough summer league. He did. He, he had some cool flashy passes, but he had a rough summer league. He's thing, he's a heck of a player. Yeah. But I, I was really excited that he was gonna be able to kind of play very small minutes, be behind mm-hmm. some guards that play a very similar role, yeah. and then be ready for the next year. And I honestly thought this Yogi deal was perfect for Dallas, and I think that was their intention. They don't have to guarantee Yogi's contract next year, and if mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson's ready to go, yeah. they can just ship off Yogi and keep Brunson. So it'll be interesting to see what they do because we had a heck of a uh, back – like. Heck of a bench unit last year. Yeah, that was um, the, that was the death squad. Yeah, yeah. it was like, it was like JJ Barea, Yogi, Devin, Dwight Powell, Dwight Powell, and Dirk. Carlisle just I don't know what he does with yeah. bench players, but he gives them superpowers. He, so. know, he knows like at the like middle of the third quarter and mm-hmm. late in the second quarter when people are just resting, like you're going to rest your starters. That's when he'll throw out those death squads. The microwaves. Just, yeah, the microwaves. That's when he throws out the the JJ Bereas and the <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting because I think we could all see that lineup taking place with a similar J.J. Brea, Yogi, and then maybe throwing in Brokoff because he plays a similar shooting mm-hmm. role that um, Doug did. Sharp but, and then with Dirk and Dwight Powell. And it was kind of a similar bench unit that we would have been expecting as last year. But without Yogi, yeah. there's some questions. and Yeah, Yogi added some, some uh, stability to the bench for sure. Um, Brun- the thing I like about Brunson, he did look – sort of rough in the summer league at times. Um, but his confidence, I think, will take him a long way in the league um, because he would just continue to shoot, and he ran the floor like a like a vet. Um, there's just something about his swag, somebody's his demeanor that reminded me of like a, I don't know, like a not who's like a not very athletic guard, but it's just been around forever, like a Raymond Felton or like a... Yeah, Raymond Felton was another guy that just came up out of the dirt and just... Had those huge yeah. minutes. Where he, he was the best player in the Mavs that one season, like uh, Ray Ray. 2015. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. He was hitting jumpers in people's faces, and he is yeah. so chubby. I love it. So, I mean, I've seen people on Twitter talk about just possible replacements, and I think everyone's mm-hmm. hoping they go after like a wing player. I'm mm-hmm. um, just a bigger two or three guard. Yeah, bring the um, average height up a little bit. I think everyone's dream scenario is maybe they take a flyer on like Rodney Hood, but I think Cleveland's going to match anything they have there that we can offer. Yeah, um, Rodney Hood, a lot of value, but maybe not the money that we're looking to pay for a <clears throat> for what we're trying to get out of him. We don't yeah. need a necessarily a huge score. I think Mavs Twitter would be really happy with someone like Patrick McCall or David Nwaba. Ooh, um, I love McCall. And people are throwing around Josh Hastis, but I don't think he can shoot the three well enough to play with that bench unit. Is uh, is Pat Connaughton still available? I think he would be a good fit. I'm not sure. I, I haven't seen anything reported on him. He shot anywhere. like around 40% from three last season. He's longer than Yogi. Plays decent D. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that'd be solid. It'll be interesting because I mean we have some cap room now with that deal, and we also have the mid-level exception. So it'll be interesting to see if they hold on to that or try and use it. I think the most likely scenario is Devin Harris's old butt is coming back. And, yeah. Oh man, I think Mavs Twitter is going to be split down the middle with that one. I think everyone's going <laughs> to kind of hoping for someone young and like with potential, but he is truly the prodigal son. I definitely think Devin <laughs> Harris is the one that's Mark coming Cuban. back in this. For sure. Dude, can we start about can we talk about the Mavs starting lineup? Like yes, please, how, please. Can we talk how about much it? fire it's going to be this year with Harrison Harrison Barnes, our favorite uh, three four guy, Dennis Smith, Luca, 
Dirk, or what do you guys think? Is Dirk gonna come off the bench, or is he gonna? That's my assumption. That's what I, I. That's what I think makes the most sense as far as defense goes and scoring off the bench goes. And he's been saying for like, like three seasons now that he would play off the bench. Um, yeah. So that would be my assumption, especially since they were off or um, promising Yogi to be the backup two guard. I would think that means that West would yeah. be the starter unless they meant Luke would be the starter, but I just That's, I don't. Yeah, think so. I think with that news, it, it suggests that. Um, mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting because Carlisle did come out and say in a presser last, uh, I think it was last preseason, where Dirk will never come off the bench for me. Yeah. yeah. So one way or another, something's going to happen things, with that. It'll be interesting. Carlisle. One of I the like, things to like think about, and I heard this on the Locked On Mavericks podcast. So shout, shout out, shout out to shout the out Mavericks Isaac Harris podcast. and Nick for following us when we had like fifty something followers. Yeah, me yeah, a lot. Love you guys. Shouts out. Um. So on then on on that podcast, they mentioned one critical detail of it taking Dirk like thirty minutes just to get warmed up to mm-hmm. get out there, and so like he would have to literally leave like the gym to go warm up underground or somewhere. And so if put it, some WD forty on, he literally him. needs that time to just get you know get those joints you know warmed yeah. up. And so yeah. I really do still see him at least at the beginning of the season. We'll see if they figure something else out. But I see them at the beginning just starting him for like three or four minutes. You know, maybe he'll get a you know an open three, and you know people will go nuts. I'll go nuts, <laughs> and then he'll probably retire back to the. <clears throat> yeah, I think Back that's the, the that's the best argument bench. I've definitely seen for Dirk starting rather than him just being the goat is strictly because of injury. German Moses. But yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. It'll be interesting. I mean, they they have some holes they have to fill now, and you have guys like Brunson didn't show that he was as NBA ready in that summer league. I know. Let's not think too much in the summer league. He can totally come out and shine. I'm probably gonna eat these words later, and I hate that they're recorded now. But bang bang. I think that was part of the reason why they drafted him is you're drafting the college basketball's best player for the past two years, and they think he's ready to come in and go. And I think yeah. that's why they were willing to let people like Seth go. Um, yeah. And I also think they thought they were going to get more out of Dorian in the summer league, and I don't think he showed up as much as they would like him to. I mean, I don't know if y'all yeah, agree Yeah, especially with that. at first. Seth leaving also makes me really sad. I thought he was going to come back and because he when he's healthy, he's so good. And I try to tell non-Mavs fans that – uh Seth is really good, and they just straight up won't believe me. And it's so frustrating. And so, yeah, I think um, he has a good year this year. When he was finally getting minutes and playing well, and he went down, I was just my pride took a shot. Yeah, and I was really sad. So with the Mavs, I mean, the coolest thing um, they had a great off season. It's hard when you lose players like this that we've talked about, but I mean, you're bringing in DeAndre and Luca, and that's like more firepower than we've had. Luca, Luca, so, <laughs> we haven't brought up so Luca much once. hype around Luca, and so I'm here for all of it. I've watched every <laughs> single too. highlight tape. I've watched all those stupid like 30, 30 second like mixtape edited videos mm-hmm. made by some European guy. Yeah, all those I just EDM. eat them up. I yeah. just eat up all Doncic content. Big big Luca fan. Dude, I am so freaking excited. Yeah, the only so, thing is, is that chin strap beard he has going. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's still 18 years old and kind of you know, maturing now, a little yeah. bit. 19, but the maturing part will come. Yeah, the so I mean, it's there. a heck of a draft for the Mavs. <laughs> the shaving will come. They're walking away with four players signed. Um, we got baby Greek freak, um, and then Brunson and the freak will. And I think the biggest surprise of the draft, rather than us just trading up to get Doncic, is uh, Ray Balding, and he had a heck yeah. of a summer league and. Four years. He actually beat out Motley for that uh, roster spot. Yeah, with Motley out. staying on a two-way and Spalding getting a four-year rookie deal. So 
That's crazy. That's awesome. Shout was, out he was Ray. the fifty sixth pick, and he got a four year d- rookie deal. Yeah. Did you see that he uh, his jersey number is fifty six because of? Oh he no, was I didn't see that. Yeah. That oh, is tight. Wow. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So he has so much potential. Like his all around game can develop because he is so athletic and um, can show that he he can really do anything. I mean, his jumper obviously has a long ways to go, but it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's a freak. I, I love the Mavs off season. You know, these little losses I think can like cloud the judgment of like what's really going on there, and the fact that we had a great year getting just Luca and DeAndre and that, and I think we set ourselves up really well for the next off season where. There are some big time free agents on the market, Clay Thompson, um, and so not going to say any names, Clay Thompson. But we have if uh, Dwight Powell and Harrison Barnes opt in, we're looking at close to like fifty something million um, in cap space. If oh, either of them, geez. if we're both of them were to opt out for some reason, we we're at like eighty plus million, and so yes, it'd just be a really really fun summer where we're looking to only have Brunson and um, how much DSJ cap next summer and Luca on the books. How much cap next summer? Uh, depending on the opt-in of Harrison and Dwight, it's like 80-plus with them opting out and like 50-plus with them opting in. I just had to hear you say it again. And I, I music feel like they're gonna, there's no way they don't opt in, though. Yeah, I Harrison's going to opt in for sure. We pay these guys a little bit too much. Yeah, Dwight Powell's being overpaid. Love you, Dwight, but... Her, I mean, Harrison and, Bar- and Dwight are both smart guys. They'll know to opt in. Yeah. Dwight went to Stanford. Harrison is an intellectual. Um, so... But still, fifty something million in cap that gets me going. Yeah, Clay. I, oh, Clay Thompson with Clay? paired with Luca and oh Dennis would be so fun. I think that's dream scenario. Clay and then we re-inside DeAndre. Or yeah, something and, 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 and this is. I mean, this is dreaming. This guy probably won't even be necessarily on the market. But if we got three six Latvia, Kristaps Porzingis <laughs> in a Mavs jersey. Yeah, he's restricted. I can't see them letting him go. But yeah, oh my but that gosh. would. We have th- such a pull with that. all these uh, Europeans because of the yeah. way. Dirk has been handled like we we have like raised Dirk up to like you know the Mount Rushmore of Dallas sports yeah and the way we've treated this European all-star every European guy grows up wanting to be like Dirk and wanting and knowing the they don't even have to be from Germany yeah yeah just if you're European at all like that's how we like fell in love with Doncic is because we just have European connections that are doing really well yeah, for sure. We could talk about the Mavs all day, and there's so much to talk about. Uh, I mean, we could dream about starting lineups next season with our cap and everything, but uh, we're going to go ahead and move on. And I think D heard, David heard, maybe has some Dude. topics for us to talk about the Cowboys. There's so much excitement about the Cowboys this year, and I think we should start off with a state of the Cowboys right now. And the the best way to start with that is just that the Eagles finally won a Super Bowl. Uh, and that really sucks. Frick. Yeah, I I just think uh, this offseason has kind of been interesting because uh, there's, of course, this just hype about our first-round pick, Leighton Vander Esch, but we still are going to be recovering, I think, uh, from a leadership perspective. Just, like, the loss of one Jason Witten, who has been my favorite cowboy for the last couple of decades. Uh, my dude. And then also... Dez being released and how that has an effect on the locker room. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on, and I don't know. When I heard when I heard Witten was retiring, I don't know about you guys, but I just just felt really sad. Yeah, dude, I was shocked, um, and I was really, really, really sad. I feel like a piece of my childhood and a piece of myself was gone. I remember when I told my dad, he was also really, really sad. Um, and it came in the middle of the draft, so that was kind of weird. And I was also kind of bitter because – we didn't take a tight end. 
um, and we need a target for Dak. But, um, yeah, shouts out Jason Witten. Um, probably going to name my kid after you in some way, maybe a middle name with Witten or something. But you have been a constant in all of Cowboys. Um, <laughs> if he's listening if to this. If as if he's listening to this. <laughs> Listen up, Jason. Hey, Jason. <laughs> hey, Jay Witt. But, uh, yeah, you he's just been a constant in all of Cowboys' lives for – forever and old faithful and he never seems to take a break or um do anything negative anyway he seems perfect honestly but he is just the man i think it's i think it's really gonna hurt Dak. it's just crazy i saw that picture after they had won their playoff game i think against detroit mm-hmm. and it's like dez tony demarco and jason Witten. <laughs> yeah and it's Feel like, old the, yet? like the cow the cowboys staples and I think it was actually right after, like, Infinity War came out, and they were, like, drifting away like they all did in oh. Infinity War at the end. Dang, three of them are retired now. Yeah, yeah. just DeMarco retired. Yeah, just realized that. That's absolutely insane. Dude, I think, uh, speaking of uh, <clears throat> DeMarco Murray, I think something that's huge about that is just how we might – how DeMarco Murray retiring at such a young age. I don't even think – I think he was just – 30? He was like 31, 32, which is kind of normal these days Which is a pretty pretty productive age, I think. And I think his tenure in the NFL is going to change how we handle Zeke as a long-term just uh, career cowboy. That's our plan. Well, he got off six games last season thanks to Goodell, so – That'll help with the longevity. Oh, for sure. And Shout out. And he's he's gonna be he's gonna be a little bit lighter this season, and I think he's I think his numbers are gonna go way up. I th- I think people are underestimating the Cowboys this year, honestly. For sure. It'll be interesting just to see, as we've said, so much turnover. Like there's, it's just not the same Cowboys that we've watched for so long. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe no more eight and eight Cowboys. So it it'll be interesting yeah. to see. I think that I mean they were a nine and seven team last year with Zeke. Their best player suspended six games, so, so I think they're really being underestimated. Injuries. But it'll be interesting. I I, I can't wait. It's three weeks until preseason. Yo, what about the D getting beefed up a little bit though, huh? Dude, our defense is gonna be our defense is gonna be really good with Demarcus Lawrence coming back. Define really good. Super good. <laughs> like we're gonna have an awesome front line once. Uh, um, David Irving comes off that suspension, which don't even get me started about David Irving and his his substance abuses. Um, Doofus. Funny story. I was actually this is this is this is a real take. I was actually offered cocaine by David Irving. You, you've heard you've heard this here first. First time going live. Not my that. DM. But uh, wow, how does that feel to get that off your chest? Shout out to Will Shears' twenty first birthday. That was a <laughs> that was a fun fun evening. Um, but I, I, <laughs> I did not accept. By the way, that why did why didn't you push against him right then and there? I sh- I should have as just, a Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah, as a as a true Cowboys fan, I should have I should have uh, told him to steer away for the good of the Cowboys. You're a big dude. You're a big dude, David. I mean, dude, you feel you feel big until you just walk up to six seven <laughs> two ninety, David Irving, and then you don't feel big at all. Speaking of running in the Cowboys, I actually ran into. Um, Lyle Collins. Shout in, out. In Baton Rouge, Louisiana. No literally, way. literally ran into him. <laughs> and I am not a big guy. Did you fall so. down? He pancaked you? Yeah, it was. And then my brother was like, what's up, Lyle? I acted like they were best friends. And he was like, hey, how you feeling about moving over to right tackle? You more comfortable? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. So we scouted Lyle Collins, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he's, Dude, he's feeling La- good. We're plugged in. Lyle got, like, destroyed on Madden this year. I'm going to look up his rating, but I know, like, 
was not yeah, comparable it was to how very good he low. is. It's BS. Which one thing I love about Madden Lyle though is I I mean I played like Madden Ultimate Team a couple years ago and they gave him like the Ultimate Pancaker card or whatever and like a 99 pancaking or something. Well, never so him the, him pulling around the end was really fun. Never forget the play where he like pancaked two Seahawks in the same play. Yeah, the real twelfth man. <laughs> yeah, his his Madden 19 rating was a. Uh, a 72. That is BS. And this guy's been starting on the Cowboys from day one, and he's like the pancake god, like you mentioned. He's such and, a good dude. Yeah, and especially to look at what other like offensive linemen are at 72, he he's definitely way above that. I'm never going to forget his inaugural post-conference in, with Jerry talking and his mom being there and everything, and I shed a little tear. I was so excited for him. Just taking those risks on yeah. super, super big talents. Um, speaking of that, Randy Gregory – is back <laughs> exactly. There's Randy Gregory intro right Randy there. Randy Gregory is the, is the is the perfect example of that, and I really hope this dude just keeps his ish together, man, because he is so talented, and he's so fun to watch when he's good. What, what was it? Two seasons ago when he got in for a couple plays for like one game, and he had like a. We, I think he was against Minnesota or something, and it was just a taste of his talent, and he can offer so much. That's one thing that's so frustrating about the Cowboys is the players that can offer the most in in our areas of need are the ones that are being doofuses and yeah, getting in trouble. trouble. Yeah, like namely Zeke, on defense. Zeke last summer and all of that. That was such a fiasco last summer. Mm-hmm. We could talk forever about that. but So I think the biggest news with the Cowboys right now, regardless of like Training camp starting up as everything is Demarcus Lawrence not getting a deal. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I can't wait to see uh, him just go on a tear this whole season, knowing that he's just gonna get paid next season. Yeah, I honestly think it's I think it's a great move for both parties. I mean, I I'm glad the Cowboys didn't just pay him this massive deal at this point. He had one really really good year. He's been yeah. a little bit above average before that. So I think if he comes out and he just kills it again. And, proves that he's an all-pro player he's a pro bowl-esque player i think it's a win-win for both sides and i think they'll be ready to pay him when it comes to that and what what always held demarcus lawrence back wasn't his like work ethic it was always injuries and so if he has two straight uh healthy seasons then he's he's going to be set up to be a, get a really big payday and honestly if he does survive this whole season i'll probably be pretty surprised just because of his Injury frequency over the past like four seasons, so he probably won't have to play as many snaps this season though with the beefed up DNs now. That's true. Nice. Yeah, and Randy Gregory on honestly is like the stereotype of what you'd want in just a super strong, quick like his his spark rating was through the roof, and a lot of that is just his pure physical talent, and uh, that's something that like you would like. Like his his pedigree is exactly what you'd want. And he has a really good ability. I've seen him. I've been watching him play obviously for a long time. And uh, the best thing that he does is he uses his arm and his body, and he uses his leverage because his arms are so long and he's so strong. And he uses that to just get lower and to just throw offensive linemen off of him. So if he can if he can just stay off the reefer and just try to focus on being a great Cowboys stay away player, from David Irving, being a great dad. And just, yeah, yeah. If he just stay gets off together, the weed, get off the weed. <laughs> Not a big Stephen A. Smith guy, but that's a meme. The dude is a walking meme. Um, is there anything else you think you guys th- want to talk about with the Cowboys? I think going into camp, 
Uh, the big thing to look out for is where the wide receivers, just the depth chart changes, what might happen. Because, I mean, obviously we had we had Alan Hearns sign, which is huge, and he's probably going to be number one, you know, our wide receiver one. For sure. But uh, I want to just see how all these things play out between, you know, our, like, fringe guys like Lance Brown, or sorry, like Noah Brown and Lance uh, Lenoir and – Michael Gallup, who's you know our yes. big first round pick, I was I was so excited when we drafted him. Yeehaw! And <laughs> so I round? I want to see how he takes off, but uh, <clears throat> just seeing seeing how that depth chart, you know, just transforms over the next year, and like where's Terrence Williams going to go, and how much play time is he going to get, you know, uh, what else, um, like. Uh, Cole Beasley. <laughs> I forgot his name. I was just thinking of his rap album. It's a great radio. Cole, <laughs> Cole Beasley's silent. rap album that he dropped. I haven't listened to it since the day he, he dropped it, but I, I, I feel like that's something to be talked about. I, I haven't listened to it. I'm going to be honest with you. I have not listened to it. Single uh, I think Rico, Rico Gathers also thinks he's a rapper too, which is just not a good look. Yeah, he is. That's a cool name, though. He Rico should be. Gathers. He should be a rapper. Come on, though. Rico Gathers. But yeah, I think the big thing to look into is training camp. It's just the wide receivers and how they play out, and just seeing more reps of how the Cowboys are looking. You know, post Dez, post Witten, post Tony Romo, still like seeing how Dak has improved. So that's what I want to look forward to. And yeah, so. We're trying to keep our inaugural podcast um, kind of short, so we're going to move on. Usually I think we'll dive more into topics than we are. We're kind of just giving a brief overview, overview, still figuring things out and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, we're just going to touch on a couple of Rangers storylines. Um, not a lot to report on this season. Um, I'm probably the resident Rangers fan, and as far as D-Town Boogie goes, Definitely. the most Yeah, I don't really listen to the Rangers. Yeah, glad we can all agree. But uh, – but there's a couple things going on. First of all, Willie Calhoun yesterday, or should I say Willie Calhoun, by the way he's acting, but he, uh, it's actually not that big of a deal, but he tweeted yesterday on Twitter, like a, I think a, a plane emoji um, that says Dallas, which is kind of um, insinuating that he's going to be called up to Texas. And so um, that tweet ended up getting deleted because I guess maybe the organization told him to because that obviously means that somebody's being sent down, so maybe it wasn't the best thing to do. And it's bad luck. Um, but there's still speculation going on of who is not going to be on the roster. There's a couple possibilities. Um, somebody could be heading to the DL, possibly. Maybe Nomal Mazar going to the DL, um, which would really hurt the lineup, in my opinion. But, uh, <clears throat> um, the I mean, theoretically, the most obvious one would be Jesse Chavez, who just got traded yesterday. I may be taking his spot, but then again, that would only leave six relievers and so that's probably not the case and so um, maybe it means Joey Gallo is getting sitting down which is an interesting thought because we thought he was done with the minors but he has been slumping Um, he's hitting 187 right now and I will say his walks are getting better but the dude oh man he is so he's literally hit or miss like Gallo he's yeah he swings out of his shoes every time. Do you guys? You guys? Do y'all watch Rangers games? Maybe not. No, I haven't watched a Rangers game in four years. What is Joey baseball? Gallo? I know who yeah. Joey Gallo is because he's always just. He is the most homers, ridiculous but... MLB player. Like when he come when he comes into contact and touches a ball, he sends it 450 feet plus almost every time. 
His launch angle's crazy. He's so strong. His eyes are nuts. He looks like he's on coke 24-7. <laughs> he does this so weird thing in his eyes. That's like, that's like what uh, happened with Aaron Judge last year. I'm re- I only just because I listened to the ticket. Shout out to the ticket. Uh, I'm a P1. But <clears throat> what happened with Aaron Judge last year was he won the home run derby, and then he proceeded to like have a record amount of uh, strikeouts because he got into his head that every ball he could just – swing out of the stadium and that just isn't really that doesn't really happen very often so you just all of a sudden get hit with way too many strikeouts than you need and you just the, the goal is just to get on base and that was not his goal at all. yeah joey is get better at getting on base he just doesn't put the ball in play necessarily i mean also these teams using that crazy shift where there's like six fielders and they're on the uh, right side of the field is pretty nasty and i feel like he's still learning how to deal with that and it's really tough but um there's still a lot of promise. I mean, he's only 23, I think maybe 24 now, um, and he has a sweet swing, and he is just smashes the ball, and, um, and it's a lot of fun. He's one of the most promising players we got, and that's really the only thing, the only bright spot in the Rangers right now is a couple surprising young players like Ronald Guzman and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa and Odor picking things up, and um, those have been huge storylines of the season, and I never would have thought that the players that I would trust most at the plate this season were Ronald Guzman, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, <laughs> but because um, I don't even know who they were before the season started, to be frank. But those are our dudes kind of right now, and Bartolo Colon is kind of our dude on the mound. Shout out Big Sexy. But, uh, but yeah, um, Rangers, it's not really fun to be a Rangers fan right now. I haven't, I'm not used to them losing like this since I was like 11 years old. So, um, and to see the Astros be so good and be so cool and, do so well in the all-star game and everything is so freaking annoying but uh yeah um i think that's about it you guys have any closing words for the yeah. inaugural detail boogie podcast just while this podcast has been recording uh michael beasley has signed with the lakers making the los <laughs> angeles lakers a reality tv show because not only do they have lebron and lonzo and lavar they also went and got javel lance stevenson rondo and michael beasley so I believe they'll be on every primetime network for every single game. Right after keeping up with the Kardashians. Yes, they are a reality <laughs> TV show that I would watch and enjoy. Dude, so. talk about some goofy dudes. Some goofy dudes. They got dudes. some goofies. They're all on one year. Oh, I missed too. JaVale. I missed JaVale when he was a Mav. Yeah, I missed, I missed JaVale too. He was, I don't miss Rondo. He was such a meme in like those trash minutes where he'd just get easy buckets, but you kind of know what you're getting when it comes to JaVale and – he belongs on a team like the Warriors where he can just be thrown in, you know, either when they're up by 30 or when they just need a bunch of rebounds. He would be a good backup on this map team, I think, this coming season. But Are we, are we still talking about JaVale? Yeah. Oh, gosh, no. We yeah, are, dude. We are Waste far, of time. Dude, we don't are give me long that. gone from JaVale. JaVale His is smile. a Laker. Have you seen him smile? Mm, JaVale is a Laker. He is a Shaqton and a full I MVP, and he is not a Maverick, and I am so thankful for that. We moved on to bigger things. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what the Lakers are like this coming season. Um, shouts out LBJ the King. Um, but, yeah, that, that'll that be it for our inaugural podcast. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you next time, whenever that will be. We don't know. Yeah, uh, we don't all live in the same place right now, and so there might be a couple of us on at once and sometimes we might even do like a solo like a bill simmons style where someone just goes on for like 20 minutes and maybe calls a buddy and puts it on the mic but 
we just love that you guys are tuning in. And if you're still listening to this, you're probably one of the dozens of people that are listening and ex- like excluding our parents. Don't overshoot this, David. Besides Jason Witten. <laughs> Jason Witten's yeah, Honestly, dozens would be huge. <laughs> but we're so glad you guys are here. And uh, we want you to guys to just uh, reach out to us. Hit us up on Twitter again. At, at D-Town Boogie 41. <laughs> oh, my God. Follow us, please. Yeah, so... That's where most of our content's going to be coming from, and we've got a few blogs coming up, especially with uh, training camp coming up for the Cowboys, and the Rangers are going to be contri- continuing to try to make some trades. So, for sure, we'll see. But uh, I right. love you guys. Good. Love you guys. Teach me how to duck, teach me, teach me how to duck, duck, teach me how to